Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the live. We are live here at the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. It's going to be a little bit, we're a little bit different today. I'm your host, uh, Rob Kennedy, Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with Jake Skiddy Skidmore. Welcome, Skiddy. How are you, mate? Good night, Robbie. How are you, mate? Yeah, going uh, going very well. So, unfortunately, the big horse had to tap out for tonight, but uh, I'll be here to hopefully bring uh, as much insight as uh, as possible. <laughs> We, uh, we wish him all the best. I think he's had a couple of busy work days. People can probably hear a little bit of horse in my voice. I feel fine. The voice is just a little bit off. We will try. We always try and keep a professional level here. I do have my son sitting over there eating some popcorn and some grapes and watching a bit of Coco Melon, but that is the life of a single parent, and we'll see how we go. But it's footy again, and there's some big talking points, and we encourage everybody to jump on, subscribe, Put some comments in the box already. We already have some comments in there and we'll post some up in a second. We're going to talk about trades this week. We're obviously deep in the middle of buy rounds, two buy rounds to go, which makes or breaks a few decisions for everybody. So, look, we're going to dive into who are the break-evens, the low break-evens, and then we'll start talking about VCs and captains as well. But to uh, to kick it off, we've got one there, Mr. Nathan NJB, thinking of Baker to Tom Stewart. Thoughts? Probably my only trade for the week gives me 19 available this week. What's your thoughts there, Skitty? Yeah, uh, I'm a massive fan of Tommy Stewart. Um, as we know, Baker's uh, position at the Tigers can be very forward, back, you know, he's just going to fluctuate between the both. And if he's more forward, then obviously we're taking Tommy Stewart. Uh, Geelong seem to be going a very, very small team tonight against Port Adelaide. So uh, I would be looking for Tom Stewart to be really doing that uh, third person in, taking those intercept marks. I think it could be a really good shout by you, uh, Brano. Uh, I really like that one for you. Uh, So personally, I would do it. And what are you thinking, Robbie? Yeah, I reckon 100%. I think if you can make that move, we've talked a lot about it on this pod about the Richmond players, the Bakers, the Riolis, where sure. their upside is so high, but their floor is so low. Um, mm. If you knew they were going to play in the back line every week or what their role was yeah. going to be, there would be players that you'd be looking to bring in. But, mate, if you can if, if you can make that move from Baker to Tom Stewart, he's sitting with a break even of 79, um, which for me is the time to buy on a yeah. Tom Stewart. We know he's already had his buy as well. The other one from a Geelong perspective that I was looking at was Paddy Dangerfield, but having a look at him with a break-even of 153, he's a next round for me. He's one yeah. that I'll be looking at to bring in next week. Um, someone like him and a Callum Mills will be the two people that I'll be looking at to uh, to make a big call while the price is low um, and get him in. So, yeah, Tom Stewart for uh, for Baker. I love it. Do it. 100%. Absolutely. What are you, where, where's your team sitting at? How many, how, many you got, how many green ticks you got this week, mate? Yeah, so uh, this week, uh, how many have I got? One, two, three, four. Uh, Clary's not playing. Uh, no, yeah, Clary's probably nope. not playing. So, nope, one more week. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, roughly about enough. I've just got enough. Yep. Uh, as you know, I probably have too many North Melbourne players in my team, so they're still yep. going well since they're playing this week. Um, yep. But yeah, I've got, I have got enough to go. Um, I'm now two. Uh, two trades out of having a full team of primos. So we're nearly into the point that we want to be. Um, I've got the boys sitting there as well. So I can upgrade Chincotta um, when he goes. So that'll be nice. Hopefully he gets me a little bit more this week. Um, And then I've got Eddie Ford and Georgie Wardlaw to then make me a bit more coin. 
to swap out of. And uh, then I'll be using one of my extra trades to get rid of Cripps because he sucks. Yeah, Cripps will have to go for me. I'm holding on one more week. At the end of the day, though, I yeah. may end up making the decision to go, you know what? His value has gone so low now that I just yeah. have to hold you it have to hold, and yeah. ride it out for the rest of the year. So for me, it's probably ending up going to be a hold now that I look at it and what's available. Mm. Um, how confident are you? So I'm looking at my list and I, I, I assume a few of these people have them still on their list. So sitting with the exclamation point, so obviously sitting there on the extended bench for a Sunday game, uh, Rory Atkins, Sin Cotter and Humphreys. I mean, Humphreys has got to play, surely he's not getting dropped. How confident are you in Atkins and Sin Cotter actually ending up with the green tick? Uh, Atkins can't be 100% certain. We know mm. Stewie Jew likes to swing the magnets around and he doesn't give a stuff. He, if he sees a matchup that he sees that is going to be more beneficial for one player to the other, he's taking it every single time of the week. So uh, going against Carlton, I mean, what would you rather? Atkins with a bit more of experience or are you going to bring in a younger guy? I mean, the sub what last week was Yulin, so a bit more run and gun. I mean, I'd probably – I'd be – I'd be more like 70% confident that Atkins is going to play, but I'm fair. I'm about 95 that Chincotta is going to play. I think yep. the way that Car- Carlton would have named him out already if like they weren't confident in how he's playing. And let's be honest, he was playing reasonably all right last week against Essendon. Yep. Keep that banger of a goal. And uh, yeah, I think, I think Chincotta is pretty well safe, but uh, Atkins, yeah. So I'd be happy with, with where you're sitting at the moment. Have you got 17 or 18? I've got, I've got, I've got 19. So I'm good. I mean, unfortunately, I've still got Briggs on the bench. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I look at last week. I was nearly going to make a bit of a call on like a Rowan Marshall, but he's the one guy playing next week out of English Marshall and Briggs. Briggs. My plan for Briggs was always to do what he's done now, and he's exceeded that, which was to bring him in, hold him until round 15, um, and then look to upgrade. But I could make a really gutsy call on like a Marshall. Um, and move from there. But I think I'll stick with the two guns in English and Marshall yeah. and, um, and and move Briggs and just get him for his cash. Um, yeah. That's where Darcy Cameron could come into the mix or something like that just to have some backup for the rest yeah. of the year. Mate, Jeez, I think we need to – I think we – yeah, absolutely. Briggs. I think Darcy Cameron's going to be that one that goes in forward line, averages you 90 to the end of the year. Um, and then, look, if someone happens to go down, then you just do the little switcheroo. Yeah. Um, and, and throw them in, you feel confident till the uh, till the rest of the season, especially yeah, when we know a lot of people who at the end of the buys, mate, are going to be sitting with three trades, four trades, five trades. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mate, you're living life. I know you want to get that full team of primos yeah. as quick as possible, but that to me is living life on the edge. I'm still sitting with yeah. eleven trades. Um, I haven't made my I haven't made my moves this week, but I'm going to ask you the question, and I encourage yeah. people to get on and have a chat and and fill us in on where they're at. Absolutely. Let us know. Where are you sitting with the likes of, if we look at the break-evens this week, so the million-dollar questions are hmm. Lewis Melican, yep. uh, Taron Thomas, Matty Johnson, and Nat Fife have to be probably the four main names that are getting talked about. Now, just to give everyone who's listening along, we know most of our listeners are, uh, are pretty switched on and know what the numbers and the figures look like. Melican's sitting with a minus 39 uh, mm-hmm. break even so there's a very good chance and sitting at that 172 we know Sydney have their injury issues in their defense yeah. but he is only a defender Taron mm-hmm. Thomas has probably been the strongest out of all of them from the two performances averaging 101 and has a break even of minus 29 but we yeah. also know that he hasn't had his buy so he doesn't play next week 
Uh, and then you got Matty Johnson, who just uh, – he's played quite a few games, but he's sitting there with a, a 96 from last week. So he has a minus 22 break even, but he's only a mid at 252. And Nat Fife obviously sitting there with a break even of only minus three, come off the back of a 96 last week, but a 275, 900 uh, mid forward who's already had his buy. So you feel covered for the rest of the week. Bloody oath. And when you when you really look at it, the two main players there are definitely Taron Thomas and Nat Fife. They're the two big point scorers that you can really uh, look at. I mean, Taron, since coming back from his issues, he's been fantastic for North and he's really been trying to break the game open, doing well. And then you've got Fifey, who's just two-time Brownlee medalist. He's all class and it really looks like he's like really pushed past that injury now. So if I was going to go for one and you had the money, Fife is the one for me. With the dual position of mid-forward, and just you know, you got that you got that confidence in Fifey that he's going to be able to do be able to do it now that he looks more comfortable coming back into that Freo side. So I would say Fifey if you have the money. Taron, Taron, yeah, I, I'd probably I probably would have a go at it as well. But the only thing that would lean me from Fife to Taron is that you know that you have to make that decision on Taron this week tonight. Just sort of lost you there, mate. Might you might kick back in. Hopefully, you kick back in in a little bit. Um, Here we go. Yeah, you're back. I think we got you back. All good, mate. I don't know what's happened there? Yeah, all no, good. I think you're right. I think what you were saying, if I heard you correctly, Taron Thomas has to be that decision this week. Yeah, uh, you have to do it, to which means you also don't have him in your side next week. I'm very tempted to actually pull the trigger on bringing Fife and Thomas into my team. I think it'll give me a little bit of cash as well. I know yeah. that Fife's going to be sitting there for the rest of the year. It allows me to make a couple of moves. I've still got 110K in the bank as well nice. at the moment too. So, look, I think I have to make those types of moves. The last thing I just need to have a quick look at is what my team looks like for uh, round 15, which we know um, for me is going to be one of the biggest moving weeks of all yeah. with a lot of people missing some players. So, yeah. they're probably the two drones I'm looking at. Have you watched much of Malikin? Like, where does he sit for you? He's sitting with an average of 70. He had a 52 uh, last week, which obviously means he must have had around a, an 87 against Carlton. Uh, mm-hmm. So he had 87 against Carlton. They then obviously had the bye and then a 52 against uh, St Kilda. Where mm-hmm. does he sit for you in the realm? I mean, a massive break even of minus 32. Even mm-hmm. if he scores, he's projected to score 58. I mean, there's 43,000, nearly 44,000, even if he just scores a 58 this week. Yeah. And he's looking he, – he, I have been watching a few Sydney games, obviously, since uh, the North Melbourne-Sydney game. And um, I remember looking at him on the field and I went, who the hell is that? Like, who is that? I kept thinking it was Robbie Fox. But, no, it, it was Malikin. And, yeah, last week against Carlton as well. And just he just kept popping up, just continuously kept popping up. And his effort and work rate out of the back line as well, where you'd see, like, Blakey be the one that was just, like, breaking the line and going down for it. But – Malikin was that first one where he'd try and get that first one, handball out, bang. Or he'd just get that kick out like when they needed it. Or it was that little 45-er from Lloyd or something like that. He really plays that Sydney backline game style really, really, really well. Um, yeah, so I'm super impressed with him. I think his uh, spot is actually pretty well solidified now. Um, obviously, we know that when the McCartans come back, if they do, bad luck for them. But, if uh, yeah, if they do, then, um, yeah, it could be going a bit more downhill. But... The way that they're going at the minute, you could really see Malikan doing some damage for a long time. So I'm um, 
yeah, I'm I, I, I like him. I like his game style. I like the way he plays. So um, yeah, if you can keep cracking it, I mean, it's it's a good one to ride. It's probably better than looking at you know the I know he's 175, but if you're looking at like the real bottom price just to sit on your bench or whatnot, but it could be a nice little cash grab for another couple of weeks until the McCartan's are back. Speaking of bottom priced, and you're looking at those players who are the bottom price. I mean, the only one that really jumps off the page for me would be a, a Marek at 102. He's now yeah. getting the game for the Eagles. He kicked a couple of goals. Um, yeah. Where does that sit in your realm? I mean, do you just whack him on the bench? Do you make that move now? Do you let him play another one um, and so, wait for the upgrades? So what I actually did was that I needed to just make a little bit more coin last week. So I actually bought Marek in straight away because he was bottom dollar. I knew he was going to get a game. Um, I hadn't seen much of him, but, you know, in West Coast, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, even if he was going to get me anything. But he was still 102. So I just brought him in because his bottom dollar was getting a game. That's the main thing. Um, so, yeah, I actually already have him, and that uh, enabled me to then bring in Luke Ryan. So I was pretty happy with that, uh, even though he had a shocker. And then I've also done the bottom dollar again because I don't care about my bench very much, and I brought in Sin from Port Adelaide. Uh, just to get a bit more extra cash from um, me holding Samson Ryan for so long. So, um, yeah, that, I've just been – right now it's just looking at getting the real little price players to then upgrade to be able to get the uh, the, get the primos in there. And then I can uh, – once I have all my team of primos, I'll just chop and change with my last eight or so trades or whatnot. So – that's why I'm let's at. have a quick let's have a quick chat then about a couple of primos before we dive into the games. And look, I encourage everyone to get on, ask Love some this. questions. I know the game's starting soon. We'll probably be wrapping this pot up at half past so that people have time to get to the footy and get your multis uh, on, mate. And I've also I need some time to <laughs> make my actual trades. I haven't got my official trades. That's how busy I've been this week. But I don't think I need to make any moves tonight. But that being said, primos, uh, who are you looking at in the ways of you know? Brayshaw's getting talked about a lot at the moment. Uh, Sarong, people looking at that Fremantle because they've already played their games. Who are the primos? I already mentioned the likes of Dangerfield and Mules that could come into the frame next week. Where are those? Who are those primos that you are looking at that people don't have? Are you looking at points of difference or are you looking at people that you just are sure of? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I was looking at Sarong, but now Sarong's he's got concussion now, doesn't he? I believe. Is he out or is he in? I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, I didn't see his name listed out. I'll have a quick look, but you keep chatting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you don't mind, that'd be great. Um, yeah. So basically, my midfield is uh, is pretty much done. Besides, probably next week when I drop, oh, I don't know if I'm going to drop Crips now after what you said, but um, he'd be one that was going to go. I've need one spot in the one spot in the uh, back line, one spot in the forward line, and then maybe in the mids, and I've got 300k sitting there right now so i already pretty much have enough to be able to bring in who i want um when it comes to you know looking at those primos that i do want i kind of look at people that i am sure of and people that are also playing well in the role that is solid so um, if it was, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, in the back line, I was 100% bringing in Sicily, but now he got absolutely dog rolled by that, by uh, that suspension, three games um, for what happened to McCluggage. I think that's a bit stiff, in all honesty. Uh, I don't know if that should have had three weeks on it, but that's all right. So now I am uh, very much looking at Sinclair from St Kilda. 
And Caleb Daniel, I mean, he's just been on fire, hasn't he? It's hard to look at something and just go, he's actually playing that well. He's he's playing that role that we talked about on this pod as well. He's playing a role now. He's do, he's taking sort of JJ's role. He's getting a little bit of midfield yeah. time at the same time. And he's so efficient with the ball. He's got such a lovely kick on him. He comes around. He knows how to get the ball at the same time. Mate, I've, I've had a cheeky look. I think who you're mixing up Sarong with was Aish. Aish got concussed. Oh, yeah. Aish yeah. is the one that's out. Um, yep. Sarong's got a high break even this week. I've definitely been looking at Andy Brayshaw as being my possible primo yeah. to look at this week. Um, he's got a decent break even, and I think the numbers he's putting up, he looks a better player with Fife in the side as well, as strange as that yeah, may sound. You think yeah. still in the midfield time, he looks better. Um, so if I'm looking to upgrade, it's that. I think this week, though, is going to be me setting my tone. So with 100K in the bank, I'm going to look at bringing in Taron Thomas and Nat Fife. I feel good about that. I think I can cover the fact of Taron Thomas um, missing next week. And then that should leave me enough cash in the bank to really actually start bringing in some players that might be a couple of 102s and uh, and then and then do a big upgrade. And I'm definitely looking at the Stewarts, the Sinclairs, I like that. Um, yep. And I do need I do need to find another another mid as well to to bolster up. Do you have all Any your forward set? Uh, forward primos. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron is one I'll be looking at. Jeremy Cameron is one that I'll definitely be yeah, looking right. at. I have I think two he, that I'm looking at. Yep. And one is Jezza. And the other one is the one that I, I've been looking at and he's been doing really, really well. But I just don't have so like I don't have faith in him for some reason. And the other and that's Shy Bolton. But I don't know yeah, why I don't have nah. the faith in him. And it's just like nah. but he's been putting up great scores. But like yeah. I don't know why I'm just not having faith in him. I don't know if it's because like he falls, into, he, fall, he falls into the Richmond realm of what we're talking about. You don't yeah. know where he's going to play. If they exactly play him as right. a forward, you're like, cool, great. He's a great player to watch. If they play him as a mid, he can put up numbers like 151 against exactly. Fremantle in the rain. It's yeah. just, mate, you're not wrong. I mean, West Coast, he tore it up with a 152. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geelong, he had a 92. So he start, he's from his first half to his second half. So if you look at his first six games, he went 76, 54, 94, 78, 65, 82. But Love since me. then, he's gone 97, 152, 92, 139, 120, yeah. 77, and 151. So, mate, you're not wrong. It's hard, to, it's hard to look past. I mean, he's, I don't know if he's just finding his form or if he's actually solidifying himself in Richmond or if he's just, it's just week to week basis. So, he's but the one still- I'm keeping an eye on. But, but mate, know. if I still tell you he he's a five seventy four compared yeah. to an Angus Brayshaw who's a five ninety five, you yeah. know what Angus Brayshaw is going to do? Like it's a tough yeah. call. Like if he was a little bit lower, like I mean, you, mate, we start looking at um, danger. Danger's on five seventy eight. We know what he's going to do, and he's going to drop as well. So he's got yeah. a break even of one fifty three. So he's going to drop possibly like twenty k this week. So you yeah. could get a danger at a five fifty eight knowing how he's going to play. You could also go a uh, Callum Mills, who's sitting in come watch, mate. I'm going to let my buddy come and join. You, <laughs> could, go a, you could go a Callum Mills, mate, who's a 471. Mm. Now, when he comes back into that Sydney side, they've established their back line a little bit more. Mate, to the point that their backs are back, they've got Jake Lloyd playing up yeah. on a wing. Mills yeah. is going back. Mills is going back into that midfield. He's going 100%. back into that midfield. If you can get a Callum Mills, who's 171K less than what he was to start this season, Sydney Shoot. are going to have to make a bit of a charge. And to make that charge, he goes in the midfield. I'm bringing him in. Like, it's yeah. just uh, when when he's fit, 
Um, you might let him play one game because he's got a 169 break even. And I'll tell you what, after that, he's coming in because you could be able to pick up Callum Mills at four. You might be able to pick up Callum Mills at 450, 445. Yeah. So, so there, Robbie, and there's a great point because what did we say beforehand? We really are hating how Cripps is playing, but we don't find anyone that's able to be traded for. Would you do so Cripps for Mills? Would you do Cripps it's for a Mills? Sideways move. There mate, you go. This is why we do the pod because it answers the questions for me. <laughs> the question. There it is, mate. I love it. No, that's a really uh, – mate, you know what? That's a really good call. When you go and have a look at Kellen Mills still has to play one more game. You have to let Correct. him play it, let him and drop, then, and then bring him in after that. Cripps' boy comes in and it lines up perfectly. There it is. I tell you the only thing I don't like about Kellen Mills is if you're playing leagues. So for all our friends out there who are playing leagues, if you make the prelim or the grand final – He's playing Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval, and he's playing Melbourne at the uh, Melbourne at the SCG. If you make a league grand final, so Ooh, but look, Callum Mills can still put up big numbers against anyone. Yeah. He's a class, and player. he loves a tackle too. So yeah, can mate, at that price, at that price, you can't not. At that 100%. price, you can't not. Mate, we're gonna move on. Uh, yeah, news on Clary. Uh, Clary, from what I heard, did a massive run um, on the MCG after the King's yep. uh, birthday game. He looks set. He looks ready to go. He's unless any minor setbacks, he will be playing next week. Yep. I think if we have a cheeky look, just to have an answer, I'll type away as I go along. You know, six fifty eight. He's got a break even of one forty three. So if you haven't, if you don't have him. I'd let him come back in, play another game, and then look to look to bring him in after that for sure. Yeah, caps at GMHBA as well for his comeback. So that's uh, you no, know, thanks. not a not one forty three, but the week after, yeah, absolutely. Clary needs to be a must, especially coming Mate, off. Let's dive in quickly. We've got about five or so minutes to go. I'm really let's impressed go. with my son that he's doing that. Not bad for a little two year old, little legend. Um, mate, tonight. Uh, yep. We've got Port Adelaide versus Geelong. Uh, let's go through this. Let's go through this sharp. Give me your yep. tip and yep. uh, and any VC that you're going to throw on. Maybe you can only give me who would be your top two names for your VCs plus your tip. Let's go. Right. Uh, Battle One of the midfield. Team. One for each team. Yep. No worries. Battle, Battle of the midfield tonight. Uh, Port versus Geelong. I think Port's going to win it. Um, I think at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Uh, for my VC, uh, Tommy Stewart for the Cats. I think he can really do some damage down there. For Port, uh, it'd be uh, toss up between Rosie or Butters. I'm going to take Butters. Stick with my boy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Who have you, who have you picked to win? Port. Port. Port I think their midfield. Is. I think their midfield beats Geelong's comfortably. Yep. I think I've got Port as well. Um, I like Zach Butters. I'll say Connor Rosie just for for shits and giggles nice. and. Uh, <laughs> And look, not danger yet. I think he's got to find his straps. Let's go. You know what? I, I, I think you're, no one's got him, but I'm just going to say, it. let's see what Blickvast puts up tonight. If he's yeah. the only ruck going yeah. up against uh, Scotty Lysett, look, would I throw the VC on him if I had him? Probably not, but let's have a little chatting point. Um, have a look what Blickvast does, maybe. Jezza is a good one. I really like, um, mate, Port look good. Port, Port, are, Port are looking good, man. Um, they do. They look fantastic. I think it's going to be 11 in a row tonight. Yeah, mate, they look yeah. they look solid. And to have nine in a row at Marvel is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only interesting thing about that, though, is more than likely if they don't finish top two, Melbourne and Collingwood will, which means mm. you're playing a prelim at the MCG, not Marvel. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, they, they look good. 
we go to Brisbane versus Sydney at the Gabba. Interesting things out of Brisbane, as people might be aware, with Daniel Rich and Jack Gunston just basically withdrawing themselves, saying they're not playing up to the standards yeah. they want to be. Uh, our man, Mickey Dell, the big horse, claimed. Yeah, good on Like, Gunston really isn't playing. Good Mickey, yeah, and Mickey Dell caught it earlier this week and saying, yeah. you know what? I actually think Daniel Rich won't hold his spot soon. Well, this is a different way about that, but pretty much called it, which was a big call. But yeah. what are you, uh, who are you yeah. tipping and VCs, mate? Um, if if this was anywhere but Brisbane, I'd be going Sydney, but I'm going Brisbane. They're, it's a fortress there. They love playing up there in Brisbane. Um, Swans are still a bit uh, underhanded. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Brizzy. Um, this is where I've done it myself. I've talked myself into it. I'm backing myself. VC on Dunkley this week. I think he's having another big one. He's going to have a point to prove after losing to Hawthorne last week. I'm loving Dunkley. If I'm going anyone for the Swans, I'm going to say Lukey Parker. I think Parker's oh. going to come out and have a fair one. I think I think it's I just going that. to be them two having a real head like head crack at each other in the gut. No, I love that. Oh, I think Brisbane you- for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Dunkley's got to get the VC. I, I think he'll be getting my VC as well. He had my captaincy last week, which was which was massive. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about his numbers lately. He's been unreal. Um, and from a Colin, uh, from a Sydney perspective, sorry, I'd go, I'd go, uh, I'd go, uh, Chatty Warner. I think Chatty Warner. Chatty Warner, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't mind. I'd say to people, the other one I'd say to people is look out for Lockie Neal. He, he's he's due for a big explode. I reckon. Yeah. I think he's got to absolutely explode. Um, the, the only thing I will say about Lockie Neal, though, real quickly. Neil, when it comes to these teams that love like inside balls, that love like getting into the tackles, like Mills Parker, like they're going to really try and get into him straight from the start of the ground, uh, start of the game. And um, yeah, Neil's not one that likes a bit of physicality in a tag. So I'm a little worried about that, but I do like his foot speed to outbeat the Sydney midfielders. So I'd be hesitant on Neil's massive score. I still think he'll get 100, but not going huge, huge. That's why I like Dunkley more. No, nah, good call, and I love what Dunkley's doing. Absolutely. He's one of my faves. Uh, GWS Fremantle, mate. We're starting to get into C territory now. So who are you tipping, and would you put a captaincy on anyone in this game? <sighs> that This one, no idea. Absolutely no idea. The only thing that I have that is separating the two teams is that I'm going – so I'm going the Giants because it's at the Giants stadium, and the fact that uh, no Sean Darcy really, I think, hampers Fremantle. So I think Briggs and Jackson is going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, Josh Kelly back in. I'm giving the nod to the Giants. And with my captaincy, if I had to choose, give me, you know what, I'm going to do it. Give me the Himmelberg. Give me the big Himmel. And then for Frio, I'm, I'm sticking with Sarong. I like, I'm going with Sarong, yeah. Mate, you raise a really good point. Is Himmelberg an in for you? 26 break even. Should I be going a Himmelberg over a Taron Thomas? Uh, how much is Himmelberg costing? Himmelberg is only costing 374, and the coach has come out and said he is a lockdown back for the rest of the year. I want to see Kingsley like put it into action, though. I want to see him in back for the whole game, but I don't know if, if that break even, like, yeah. Geez, that's tough because that it's we saw what he did last year down back, and he can put up some massive scores down back. His jumping and leaping is unreal. His intercept marking is fantastic. So, I mean, if I if I was on the verge of one, 
Yeah, uh, no, nah, I have to wait. I have to wait and see that he's going to stick by his way. A lot of coaches will say that bullshit just to make us really like, you know, excited about it and get it pumped up and everything. And then they just have him down forward for the whole game. You go, why the hell do I even bother? Does Taron Thomas still get as much midfield time with Simkin back in the team? Yes, I believe okay. so. I think it, I don't think it's Simkin that was the driving factor. I think it was more. Um, I think Sheasel will move. Uh, around a little bit more, and then they'll just chop and change. And they're just what about change. when LD? What about when LDU comes back? Now that's, I, the, I, that's the real thing because that's his spot. He's not. There's a part of me that nearly wants to not pull the trigger on Terrence Owens. I, I don't think it's needed. I don't know if you it's know needed. Don't, I nearly took myself don't do out it. of it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You yeah. break a great point. I forgot about LDU and Simkin are going to be our, our ins, and Wardlaw yeah. is the other in, and then Thomas yeah. will be rotating through with Simkin going forward, forward and then uh, Shees will be rotating through with um, uh, with Wardlaw, and then yeah. um, LDU is going to play the majority of it, and then yeah, it's going to be it's just going to be a key, yeah. complete rotation. I'm also as a North fan. Get rid of Aaron Hall immediately. <laughs> he's stunting Harry Sheasel. His growth in the back line. He's killing Zebel. He's killing everyone. I watched the game last week and he gave the Giants their first four fucking goals. And I'm no, get rid of him. I'm done. I'm done. I, I, just, don't, I, don't think you should, I just don't think you should be playing Zebel and Hall. I just don't think you should. <laughs> Put Hall on the wing. Give him a chance on the other side from Bailey Scott. I'm okay with that. As long as he doesn't have to do any defensive work, he doesn't understand defensive work. No, I like that. Doesn't. I like that. Yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good, mate. You're good. Who you got, John Freo? Uh, uh, I've actually tipped Freo. I just think they need to step up and get a job done away from home um, after the loss they had last week. I still think they're they're more a finals-bound team, in my opinion. And so if they don't get it this week, I think they shut the door. So I think they've got to really step up and, and, and play the game. Um, yeah, no season this game for me. No season yep. this game for Yep, smart. Um, Richmond and St Kilda, mate, at the MCG. Another an absolute ripper of a game. I've been really Contran looking forward to this 300. Game. Oh, geez, even better. I mean, it's going to be Ross the Boss's defense coming up against the Tigs. If oh, It could really be a really, really good game, a really low-scoring game too. So um, if this was Marvel, don't know why, I'd tip St Kilda. I think they just played a lot better. But I think the wide open spaces are allowing Richmond to kind of break open St Kilda's defensive structure a little bit more. So I'm going to the Tigs. I was really impressed with how they like bounced back last week. I think it was um, really good showing. So I'm going Tigs. Tigs, if I'm going captain, it's got to be Timmy Taranto, um, only one. Um, aside from Bolton, he could actually do it again. We'll see. I reckon it's a, it's a crazy – it shows where the footy's at at the moment. I, I'm tipping St Kilda. I think Richmond coming out of the gun, uh, out of the gate fast for, for the captain, Captain Courageous. Um, but I think St Kilda just has too good of a structure to maybe actually stop their run and gun a little bit, in my All opinion. Right. Okay, let's see. A little bit, a little bit going on too. A little bit going on. Everything going on with uh, with uh, Marlon Pickett and things like that. Yeah. I think maybe a little bit too much. Um, and uh, yeah, Cochran's a great thing, but yeah, I think the fuzz from that has sort of gone a little bit, mate. Um, That's a good shout, actually. Carlton versus Gold Coast. Another another tough one at the MCG. Um, Gold Coast easily. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it to myself. Mark this point down. What is it? Thirty-one minutes. Thirty-one percent. <laughs> I'm tipping them. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I, and they've, they've burnt me how many weeks now? Oh, you just can't. They look. In all honesty, though, the loss last week against Essendon that would have hurt like hell to Carlton. 
But yeah, geez, if you lose this week to Gold Coast at home, <sighs> I, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. That's it. My tips are all over the place at the moment. So probably mate, don't listen all, to me when it comes they, to No one gives a shit at Carlton. Like they oh, all mate. don't. There's no game style. There's nothing. They no. No. Do you know if you're like you know you know when you play a bit of roulette and you're like you've got to ride the color because at some <laughs> point it's got to turn. I'm riding the color, but yeah. I'm literally have lost five hundred dollars. Like, yeah. but the only problem is that you've been putting it on green for the last two hundred spins. <laughs> <laughs> double zero, come on, double yeah, zero. Come on. Uh, no, Gold Coast for me. Um, yeah. uh, no, no way. Uh, Carl, if I had to capped anyone, let's just go uh, Walsh. And let's go Gold Coast, Noah Anderson, baby. Yeah. Noah Anderson, your boy. I love that. Yeah, very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. And the last round, your boys, uh, North Melbourne versus the Bulldogs at Marvel. Another tough pick. Tough pick. Um, yeah. Uh, I think my love bias has – I've tipped North. Um, I'm – but then again, I thought LDU was playing, but he's not. So he's that not. kind of sucks. Um I, Goldstein English matchup very very interesting so I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, I look. No, I'm still. I'm going. I'm going with North. I think. I think we've been playing a lot better these couple of weeks, and Dogs have really been on a downslide. So I still think that there's just something wrong there. I, I think. The, I think the Dogs have made the right moves this week. They've done a few moves. I think they tried yeah, to give I, a few players a bit of a go. I think they've made the right moves again. They're a team that has to step up and win a game like this. You can't, you can't not. That's no disrespect to North and the way they're going no. about it. I think Bulldogs have to step up and win this game. Um, I think Bont puts them on their shoulders. Liver's yeah. been amazing. And English needs to return a little bit of love because he's been a little bit off the last couple of weeks. Hasn't been great. Uh, yeah. That said, he had a minus four in the first quarter to bounce back and have like a 98. 99, yeah. um, but I, I, I just think this is one of those games where he has to go, you know what, I have to announce myself again as the yeah. All-Australian candidate uh, that he has been throughout the year. So, honestly, and why yeah. wouldn't you? I, like this is the perfect way to do it against uh, like – probably a Hall of Fame Ruckman, one of the best Ruckman that we've seen in the past 15 years or so in Todd Goldstein. And I, I think this is like going to be a big week for English. But if I'm going to say it now, if you have Tom Liberatore in your team, captain on him. Liber is going massive. Against the, small bodies of, against the small bodies of North in the midfield, Jai Simkin, Wardlaw, Cheesy, Taron Thomas, they're all quick, but they're all not got the muscle mass and the intent to the ball that Libba wants. Libba's going to get the say. He's going to get a lot of disposals. So, yeah. um, oh, that call that could be a move for me. We'll see how we go. If Dunkley doesn't come through with the VCs, we'll see how we yeah. go, mate. See, it's a good see backup to have. See if I've got the Kanakas to pull that off, mate. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Hey, it's a skid guarantee, all right? Oh, whoa. Mark <laughs> yeah. that down. 34 minutes Cap- and 43 seconds. Cap- i tell you what. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. Mate, thank you so much for your time and jumping in today. We always appreciate you jumping on the pod. Uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in and listened in. We're 15 minutes away from bounce down. I actually oh, think three votes goes to this. I think three votes goes to this guy for actually yes, being sir, Leo. throughout the whole pod. Three votes to Leo. To everybody, this has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast with a twist. Peace out.